Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another rousing edition of 48 Minutes, episode 43. Three? I'm one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joining me as always is the mayor of Carl Anthony Town, Tim Daniel. You know, this week of all weeks, that's a tough nickname. Hey, well, yeah, but it's not the mayor of Carl Anthony Tibbs. True. Or Tom Thibodeau, owner of the Timsdale Timbodomes. It almost which, sounds like that would come from, like, um, Fairly Odd Parents. It's exactly what it is. It's uh, Doug Dimodome. Oh, okay. Yeah, owner of the Dimsdale, Dim- owner of the Tomsdale Timidomes. You know, you get it, you get it. <laughs> I got you. You're, you're you're picking it up and joining us to round out this little trio is the <laughs> King of the Dairy Queen, Sean Mackey. We, we got to think of something else, man. <laughs> you have to think of something else. <laughs> I love like he can't even say it without. I, laughing. I know, I, but he's the only one <laughs> laughing. That's what's so funny about it. Because <laughs> one, you hate it, and two. You can't give yourself a nickname because it violates the That's laws of true. nicknames. That's very true. It's that's like making I, your own Facebook fan page for yourself. I hey, that's crossed my mind uh, sometimes. Just so you know, me just too. To a, just to get a feeler, you know, see how people feel about me. Because <laughs> like I look at like the friends list, right, and mm-hmm. it it dwindles sometimes because I'm I can occasionally be a bit too much. Like, I, I get a bit opinionated, especially post-elections or, like, mm-hmm. when we have a new show or, like, when mm-hmm. I've got another show or, you know, any, any sort of, like, passion project. People just don't give a shit. And you just watch that friend number dwindle. Yep. So so sometimes, and this is terrible, what I do is I'll make, like, a quick little joke or I'll post a photo of, of me and my son like I did uh, yesterday just to see how many people are still 250 likes, yeah. No, no, no. It was like 45. <laughs> and I'm like, that's one-tenth of you. Why don't you like my podcasts? <laughs> now, now, now that I've got you here, now that I've lured you in with the baby, why aren't you liking these other things we're doing? And so that's True. where, like, do I create the fan page and just be like, oh, do you like Alex? And I think that's just it's it's a much more democratic approach, I think, than entrapping them with sweet photos. Huh. That's fair. Yeah, you know. It's it's something to think about. If you're if you're ever wondering, you know, what do people think about me? You can't ask. You just bait them. You just do. Right. Right. But this is 48 Minutes and it does come to you each and every week on podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can get caught up in all of the written word. But if you are one of those filthy millennials like us that think print is dead, you can subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice to make sure you never miss a single episode. Because right now, through the course of the playoffs, at least... We've got two shows going for you, so you get you get double, you get ninety six minutes. But when you add them up, it's really like seventy eight minutes, right? Of of us 
coming to you Thursday nights or Friday mornings. And then on the Monday mornings, you get garbage time with Tim and Ben to fill in all the cracks and gaps that we don't that we can't cover based off our our recording schedule. Mm-hmm. So new new garbage time. How do, do you know Tim? Elevator pitch. Tell tell the kids about garbage time if, if they're new. So if you are new, garbage time is our is forty eight minutes to Electric Boogaloo. Um, it is basically our second show. We'll cover so here in forty eight minutes, like Alex said, we normally go up Friday morning. So we'll basically cover anything on this show from Monday night through Friday, and then garbage time will cover everything else. So that's the goal. Um, it's also nice to get like a second opinion out there. Um, the editor of that show sucks. He should be fired. Like editing his own theme music and stuff. Who does it? What douche does that? But I was going to um, compliment your carnival theme song you have going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. Thanks, I, man. Was, no, yeah, I, like I, I do too. I, like I do it. too. It's, it was just funny because, like, I was like, I, I was, I turned it on while I, it abruptly ends because I have no idea. I what had I'm it. Doing. I had it playing while I was in my office the other day, and it might might I have these two like uh, like old timey looking like speakers that are attached to my my computer, and they're they're kind of big. And I had one of them turned up like very loud, and that it came on like while I was in my office, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> See when when I played it, I was like, you know what? I was like, I I, I saw it, like the first episode, right? And I I clicked play, and the music started. I was like, oh shit, do we get Duran Duran? <laughs> I got those rights, right? I was like, damn, we got that Duran Duran money. <laughs> Us and Grand Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> well, keep your eyes peeled because if you subscribe to us, which you should. It's the best way you can support this ridiculous little labor of love that we do. If you're on iTunes, not only can you subscribe, you can click those five stars and leave us a nice, handsome review, as I so aptly like to describe them. But when you subscribe, you get us and you get garbage time all for free. It just costs costs you a couple minutes to to write a review. That's all? Make up a fake... That's it? Make up a fake name, you know... It's all good. It's you don't even really need to type anything. The more important part is is the stars. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But on the topic of stars, Tim, yeah, if you had a great coach and a great player, and the player isn't happy. Do you stick with the coach or the player? Ooh. ooh. Is the coach Brad Stevens? Oh, no. well, then I don't. I don't know how to answer that. Tim. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I, I think if I understand where this is going to, I understand this is probably going to. Uh, I, if if I have this right, you're probably thinking of that whole Shaquille and Neil Phil Jackson thing, right? Well, I was thinking of how Minnesota's may have to pay the <laughs> Tibbs toll if they're going to get into that boys' hole, and. Uh... <laughs> Whoa! Tim, what? Tim has not seen It's Always Sunny. <laughs> it's Boy's Soul. It sounds like you're dragging that S out, and it sounds like Boy's Soul. Boy's Soul, that's what I'm saying. You know, so Minnesota's in a bit of a pickle, where we've discussed this a little bit, where Carl Anthony Towns is a bit unhappy, but you've also got very stern dad Tom Thibodeau as a coach, who they they wanted to kind of build that that scheme, that that playbook around with this kind of roster. So if you're Minnesota guys, right now, rumor on the street is that, that was discussed before we started recording 
was that they would pick towns over Tibbs. It's not a river. Woes reported it. Whoa! Oh! Oh! Okay. Never Hashtag facts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woes, look out! Uh, that was Woes bomb. Woes bomb. So, are you in that same camp? I think so, man. I think um, you know. Obviously, we've talked many of times about Tibbs and Tibbs dust, and if it's a real thing or not. It is, but um, in this case, yeah, I think I'm going to go with my franchise player. Well, you know, I think. You know, Tibbs kind of goes back to, and Alex, you kind of pointed this at one point or another, that the way Tibbs is as a person and a coach, some guys can take it, some guys can't. The Tosh mm-hmm. Gibsons can take it, the Derek Roses can take it, the Jimmy Butlers can take it. That's why they're all together again in Minnesota. But, you know, Andrew Wiggins hasn't really seemed like he can take it. And Tyus Jones, also the same way. Um, not that I think Andrew Wiggins is a world beater. I kind of think he's overrated, to be honest with you, the more I watch him. But I think that um, in this case, if I had to give an honest opinion between one or the other, I'm going to go with Towns. I know a lot of reports are coming out saying he had a down year last year, but if 21 and 10 is a down year, then that's fucking hilarious to me because he's super <laughs> fucking good. And I don't understand what people are saying. So I'm, I'm team Towns in this case if, if I have to make a selection, Alex. I mean, right. You, you kind of you hit the nail on the head there, too, where. Where, where I was thinking, and, and Sean, please interject if you disagree or, or if you do agree. Uh, it's that I don't want to say good or great NBA coaches are a dime a dozen because they're not. But I think there is a bigger you know, selection of good to great coaches than there are of good to great franchise centers. Yeah. And it's... The NBA coaching system, too, right now, where it's in this kind of stasis of you either win a championship or you're fired, it's there's kind of a revolving door of quality coaches coming in and out. But if Towns walks, how long before you get another Carl Anthony Towns? You don't. You exactly. don't. Yeah, and, and like Tim said, the, the 21 and 10, like, that's a down year? Really? How many? What is <laughs> well, it? It, it wasn't twenty two so and twelve. He's going to be going into what his fourth year next year. Okay, yeah. his fourth NBA season. He's been very consistent on all the numbers. He's he can shoot lights out from pretty much anywhere on the court. He rebounds, plays fairly decent defense. I it, can it be could better. be it could be, but he's not bad. He's not bad. No, he's not I agree. bad. Uh, yeah, you're not going to find another Carl Anthony Towns at all. No, but Tibbs, I think Tibbs is the the, the whole style of the uh, the uh, you know the the force and grind, which sounds dirty, really really <laughs> dirty. But seriously, like that that I think that that brand of coaching is it's just kind of over with. Tibbs. It's yeah, antiquated. And, and Tibbs is old school. He was brought up in the old school. You know, he's kind of like, he's kind of one of those guys who probably tells his dudes, you know, you got a runny nose, be a man. You know, he's he, he's probably that guy. And you know, there's a time and a place for that, but it's not right now. And it's not when, you know, I, I don't I don't know how the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to are going to handle this because isn't Tibbs like president of basketball operations, too? Okay. Yep. So he's got a lot of control over there. I mean, he's not gonna. Tr- they're not gonna trade Carl Anthony Towns. There's no way. No, uh, no, no, not who, at all. Who come and and we a couple years ago when Tibbs jumped on, we really thought that that was a good 
pairing. Am I am I am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, we, on, on paper, on paper, no, it no, seems it's... very good. But yeah. This year they ended up. I mean, they brought in Jimmy Butler. Granted, he was awesome, but they ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs. Barely made the playoffs. Now that's not that's that's an injury thing, you know. But it's a complete right. injury thing. I get it. But I just. Uh, I kind of expect more from this team at this point. I know it sounds stupid because they didn't make the playoffs for, you know, 10 plus years, but I expect more from these guys at this point. And I, if Tibbs is, is grinding on these young players already, he's got to He's got to go. Well, and that was the thing that when we were talking kind of before the show and everything this week, I, I had touched on that Tibbs is a fantastic assistant coach. And I think he makes a great head coach. If you have that, kind of personality buffer yes. between him and the players where you can kind of have somebody like a doc rivers who, you know, in Boston is able to kind of like be like, no, we're a team and we all play together while Tibbs yells and screams and makes players play 49 to 48 minutes. It's, it's a thing where when you have that kind of counterbalance, it helps. But if you've just got Tibbs out there running roughshod, I can see a situation where, yeah, it's problematic if especially younger players and stuff like that, A, aren't used to it, or B, don't respond to it, and he isn't a, an agent of change, as it were. Yeah, next year things get a little trickier for them, too. Um, next year's the first year that Andrew Wiggins' extension kicks in that they're probably kicking themselves over, mm. where he's going to make $25 million, 250000 next year. I think, <laughs> I think in the right system, I think he could kind of have a Victor Oladipo effect on another team. I just, I don't think there's room for him with Butler now. Like, like we all said, it looked good on paper. It seemed like a, like a true super team uh, a couple years ago, but I just don't, uh, I think, I think he would be, I don't, I don't know where you trade him, where, where he goes. I think offensively, you're offensively. You're right. I think cause he's, he's that good of an offensive player, but defensively he is still, but he horrid. should be good. He has the tools to be good. Right. And, but I just, I think in, and I think a lot of people thought that, that Tibbs was going to be able to really kind of pound in that, that, you know, that defensive mindfulness with, with, with his game. But he, I don't know. You're right. He, he hasn't really progressed in that, that category. So just, you know, we'll see how this unfolds in the in the coming weeks and into next season and everything. But sticking with this season, the the conference finals have got a little more interesting. Yeah, we finally had a good game. Yeah, uh, one that didn't end in a bloodbath. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, the Warriors' offense was pretty much a bloodbath like, in that last few minutes. Yeah, but uh, so both series, Siri series is, is tied at two games apiece. Uh, Cavs and Celtics are going to tip here in about 12 minutes, so we won't be able to speak too much on that. But uh, we've kind of seen the return of angry LeBron. Yep. And we've seen something that something I think we haven't seen from Houston. I think we saw in, in Game 4. And that was the actual ability that when they're pushed and kind of painted into a corner, that they can punch back. We've, we've seen them blow teams out. We've seen them run teams off the court. And we've seen them get blown out. And we've seen them lose close games. But I remember I texted you guys when the score was 12-2. to 2, And it just 
didn't seem like it was going to be. It was just kind of like, okay, yep, they all like all the Golden State starters scored before a Houston Rocket did, and seeing them kind of like push back and like come back and get the lead and keep the lead, I I think that's the that is the fight from Houston I've been kind of looking for this round. Yeah, man, I think more or less it's going to a lot of props for that has to go to PJ Tucker. He was yeah. he was great. Mm-hmm. He's been so good for that team, leaving Toronto, you know, being Chris Paul's buddy. I totally forgot that that, was, that spot was between... So here's the weird domino effect of NBA free agency last year. That spot in Houston, that's, uh, the money for TJ Tucker, was between J.J. Redick and P.J. Tucker. And then the money J.J. Redick got in Philly was between him and Andre Iguodala. So, like, that's like the weird domino effect of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I mean, Redick was great. Trevor Rees was awesome. Yeah. Um, D'Antoni really, we talked a lot, you know, last year. We haven't really mentioned a whole lot this season. How bit like shortening rotation, going with your best guys and going to battle. They played six guys, seven if you count Gerald Green's like 12 minutes against the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. And not only did they, like, when they went down eight with eight minutes to go, not only were they not scared, they went at them. Yeah. And it was great, man. Um, saw some defense from Harden. I think, yeah. yeah. And, you know, saw he, some ferocious dunks. Chris Paul was amazing. And oh, that 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 fucking cross court baseline pass. Yeah, Ugh. it's it's nice because we really haven't seen other than the Cavs game 2016 Finals after Draymond's suspension. It's the first time we've seen a team play the Warriors in a, in a series where they're not afraid to go at them. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's glorious. But you you can't be afraid of them, and that's the thing. No. Is I mean. It's the Warriors right now really are the final boss of the NBA. Yeah. You know, they're the Shao Kahn. They're, uh, yeah, I was going to say Shang Tsung, but if we're just going Mortal Kombat 2, it's Shao Kahn. They're the Shao Kahn. They are the Brock Lesnar. They are the University of Alabama. Like, they are this team that just finds a way to win. You could be up by 10 with 30 seconds left in the fourth, and somehow you lose. Like, the Warriors just have that ability. Mm-hmm. And to see the Rockets last night in particular just come at them. When the Warriors were, like, when the Warriors came at the Rockets, the Rockets were the first team, like I said, that I had seen where, aside from, like you said, when Draymond got suspended and the Cavs pulled off that that miraculous comeback, the Rockets were the first team that kind of stood up and they're like, we, we aren't scared. Like, we are going to come at you. And... It's consistency they have to maintain for two, maybe three more games. So that'll be interesting. But they've they've shown there's some fight there. They're not willing to just get blown out, which I was starting to get kind of concerned about. Don't be concerned. They're going to get LeBron next year, and then they'll blow him out. <laughs> uh-huh. But we're not talking about next year. We're talking about what, today. Today and, and tomorrow. tomorrow and this weekend. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm living a frame ahead. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the uh, the Rockets, like you said, they really did show some fight last night. I think uh, Golden State is not as uh, invincible as they once were, and I I feel like it's almost just because of pure laziness. <laughs> is that is that wrong of me for me to, me to think that? Is it? I I wouldn't say. I feel laziness. like they get comfortable a lot. And is that, but is that comfort through arrogance? Or is that comfort through, like, ambivalence? A little bit of both, yeah. I, I think, okay. you know, I, and I think that's the, that's the toughest, 
that's the toughest challenge for a team like the Warriors in in this stretch right now. And you know, those those L.A. Lakers uh, teams in the two thousands and the the Bulls teams in the late nineties pulling off three peats, man. It's just tough these days. Like you just can't do it, even if you're built a certain way. It's just really tough to to be able to focus for that amount of time and and win that many titles in a row. And I feel like, you know, I don't know, there's some fatigue there. Like, but at the same time, it's like you're you're right there and you got to want this more than anything right now. Just out of, you know, sheer competitiveness and and people, you know, so many people talking trash about the Warriors right now like, "Oh, they're not that great, you know, whatever." I mean, they're going to they're going to stand up in the next game and I think they're going to kick Houston in the teeth. I mean, I really do, but uh, that was one of the better games, the one last night, was one of the better games of the conference finals that's that's happened so far, because it's just been like, one team gets some momentum, it's been just very momentum-based, one team gets some momentum, mm-hmm. and then they just take off, and that 40-point win was just like, wow, wow, how do you do that in the conference finals? You, you shouldn't. shouldn't exactly, and I mean it's terrible because you know I I didn't care at that point. There was no way they were coming back after like the third quarter. I'm like, there's no way. My right. new favorite thing is um, the games that Steph Curry makes a three and dances and loses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty your, awesome. Your, your your hate is just so deep for that man. What has he done I will to say you? It's, <laughs> it was a little early to be dancing. He like, does it all the time. I get it. Like, I get it. You're at Oracle. <laughs> you're home. You want to put on a show. I I understand. But also, it's like, it's the second quarter. He did that, what was it? It was last year in the regular season. They were playing the Celtics. And he waved Jalen Brown off the court. Like, after he had a three going into a timeout. And then he must have forgot that Brad Stevens is the ATO god. Because <laughs> Isaiah Thomas drilled, drilled like a shot to win the game. And it was like... Huh. Fitting. <laughs> I love how you remember that. I don't even remember that. You're like, anytime yeah. he dances and he loses, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so, thinking, talking about this Golden State thing now, you know, obviously it's huge having Iguodala hurt. Mm-hmm. Now there's reports that Clay Thompson is also questionable for Game He'll 5. Play. And, dude, yeah, probably, but, right. I mean, it's not like he's been a world beater in this series anyway. But when when Thompson's come out, and that's the thing, and I think this is going to be kind of the story of of the series, is for either team to have any measurable, quantifiable level of success, they've had to fire on all cylinders. Like we talked about with the Rockets, they've needed everything out of Tucker, out of Harden, out of Capella, out of Paul, out of Mbamute. The Warriors have needed everything out of Durant, out of Curry, out of Thompson to guarantee and ensure that win and you know 20 30 40 point wins notwithstanding it's been when that team is just clicking and firing and that's i think that's what makes the series so good scoreboard notwithstanding here's what's super funny to me about the warriors last night though is there are four guys that got no minutes damian jones center javelle mcgee center Zaza Pachulia, center. Which is crazy, because you'd think you'd send Zaza out just to tear some ACLs. Right, exactly. (laughs) Kick somebody. Yeah, but they're just, they're just, you know, they, 
I really, really think they need to, this offseason, upgrade some wings. I mean, Nick Young, he's going to bring you some offense from time to time, but he is terrible defensively. And then you have, you know, and then you have the other the other end of the spectrum. You've got uh, Kevon Looney coming in there and... and Starting, starting at, center. at center, and he's he's decent defensively, very decent, but he can't. Yeah. He doesn't score, so it's like, like what are you gonna do? You know, it's like an Iguodala. I'm not look. I love Andre Iguodala. You know, I think the fact that he was able to win an NBA Finals MVP was just incredible, especially for his career. Mm-hmm. I think there was no one who was more deserving of, especially in that series. But I think he's starting to kind of wear down a little bit, and. What? Yeah, and I just, I just don't think, you know, I just, I don't know. I do you, do you get rid of him this off season? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he's making a good chunk of change right now, and I feel like there are better players out there that could help this squad at this point. And he's and right now he's hurt, so it's like, you know, one a team that has Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant doesn't. It need doesn't. Help. Yeah, but they. But they do. But they do. But they do. No, yes, they, they don't. Do. They, no, they, they don't. The, no, they don't. Because that's only the, four players, and you have to. You have, have five. to have five exactly. So. Yeah, but their length. Their length is a fifth guy. Their freaking wingspan is of the fifth it, guy. So it doesn't fucking wingspan. matter. Wingspan. They, they just. They're just like and starting center. This Peregrine Falcon. They <laughs> just have like a bird come down. I don't down. think they're a deep team. They're not a deep team. And and well, Iguodala no. is their sixth man. If they don't have him, then their bi- their bench is trash. And if that bench was anywhere else, they would be awful. But they have the the you know the the top four guys dragging them upwards. So I feel like we've been saying that all year, haven't we? Man, you you just you just keep going. <laughs> I was gonna say one of us has it. God, least. Tim, <laughs> tone it, tone Tim, it down, I man. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Tim's coming in. He's this episode's pretzel. He's bringing he the salt. Is. So let's he move is. east. <laughs> we have on the topic of salt. We have got one angry LeBron James playing in a Boy, series. You call it. You call it angry LeBron. I think asshole LeBron is back, and I love everything about it. It's like Heedle's LeBron. It is. Dude, like, he has that layup where he gets the and one, and he points at the whole Celtics bench, and I'm like, this is wonderful. I think, I think the stuff that he's done in the last three playoffs, I would say, is more impressive than his time with the Heedle's at this point in his career. Yeah, I agree. He may have seemed more dominant and everything, but dragging these sorry-ass teams year <laughs> after year, he's like Damon Waynes while he's playing for the Utah Jazz, you know, putting putting crappy teams on his shoulders, playing the Boston Celtics in the finals. He's just, he's, I, I just, it's incredible. Did you just make a Celtics I did. Yes. A classic <laughs> Judd Apatow film. <laughs> Is that the second time we've gotten a Celtic Pride reference on our show? There should be more. Yeah, there's probably been an undocumented (laughs) amount. Um, Here's the thing about that series that kind of makes me like, for everything Brad Brad Stevens is, and we've talked about it so much, you know, in the the two years we've been doing this show, and we're not wrong by any means. How is it that at this point, like, if you guys went back, I don't know if you guys watched the whole game like I did, 
in Game 4. How many times were you like, did you go in when LeBron brought the ball down the court, he would pass the Jair at the top of the key, that he would go into the paint, and it would be like, they somehow always managed to have Terry Rozier switched on him? Brad Stevens never fixed that through the whole game. Not even after timeouts. It was like, their goal basically for them that game was to get LeBron and Corver on shorter guys and shoot over them, and it worked the whole night. I mean, if you're not going to adjust... Keep doing it. I, I don't know why you wouldn't make that adjustment. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, the fact that this Boston Celtics team is even in the conference finals is a miracle. I mean, they've been... I think their their luck's about to run out. <laughs> I don't know I, I, yet. I, I just, Tim, come on. Come on. Dude, did you hear what I said last week about the Cavaliers? Like... Did you hear how angry and mean I was it to them? It, 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 I mean, it doesn't matter. Albeit, They're hitting all cylinders right now, man. Since my tangent, Larry Nance all of a sudden has gotten minutes. Weird, I know. He's gotten rebounds, I too. Just, he was Tyrone so Lou's just going to our podcast feed, and he's just like, what do they think I need to do? <laughs> Larry Nance? Oh, I forgot about him. Oh, I got them. him in a trade, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that report, apparently, that Lowe, like Lowe had when he was talking with Bill Simmons, that apparently when they made that trade, Clarkson was a throw-in. They didn't really want him. They made the trade just to get Nance. Hmm. Yeah. Had to make it work. I think Clarkson's a good player, too, but I don't like him on this team. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, you know, you're, they are, I mean, Kyle Korver has been awesome. He's also played defense, world-class, man-to-man I, defensive star Kyle Korver, guys. I, I said this, like, maybe, like, <laughs> ten weeks ago. I don't think Korver's a bad defender by any stretch, and I'm going to completely credit Tibbs with that because he sucked when he came over from where he was at before. Where was he at? Uh, ne- Chicago? Where, where, Utah? He's in Utah, yeah. He was Philly? in Utah before. Yeah, so he came over from Utah, and, like, he was not good defensively, and I think he has... He has made serious strides in defensive play. And on top of that, man, God, he is such a smart offensive player. Like, he knows exactly what he needs to do every game. He knows his role. And just, like, some of these some of these shots, some of these screens he goes around, he has centimeters to work with and still gets them up and mm-hmm. gets them in. He is so talented. Yeah. It's, he, uh, he's like a... I don't want to just directly compare him to Richard Hamilton. But it's that idea of being able to cut through the screens and like almost wear your defender out by just constantly moving without the ball until they make, they make a mistake and you're left open. I, I, I kind of like that comparison. He's not, he's not a heavy offensive weapon like Hamilton, but, but you're right. That's he, that's the same way he played. Yeah. I mean, he is, you know, one of the four greatest shooters of our lifetime, for sure. Right. And it's 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 fun to watch when he gets hot because he he like doesn't miss for it's a while. It's absurd. I know it's fun. Um, he's so good, but you know, and it's been nice too because they didn't get a lot out of Kevin Love game four, and other guys have been able to step up. So it's like after I went off last week, things have kind of gotten a little better. You know, J.R. Smith didn't try to murder Al Horford. <laughs> So have have your thoughts changed, either of you, on your predictions for this series? Well, I've already I said the Cavs win in five, so obviously. Um, well, I mean, in terms of the winner, not in how many games it takes to get there. So 
I still lean towards the Cavs strictly because best two out of three and you have LeBron James is a pretty good situation. Mm-hmm. But I still very much believe Boston's going to get at least one. one going to get tonight in the it's Garden. Going, it's going seven. All right, so you guys are in in my camp now. Yeah, but I'm 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 saying yeah. I'm saying LeBron wins the whole thing this year, just because I just feel like this is like the year where he just solidifies dominance. And and no, I'm sure. serious. Like I I, I like no, I mean no, the I'm stuff not... he's doing right now is incredible, and like I I just I don't think enough. I mean we've come to like expect it but it's like god he scored 44 the other night or he scored 38 and he is he is dragging the worst team he's ever been on on the greatest <laughs> finals rush ever i mean i mean it is stupid i i fully believe they'll win in 7 i think it will go 7 though we've we've come to expect it but have a lot of us forgotten to appreciate it you know we just see it. We're like, oh, LeBron's so good. But then everyone just makes excuses as to why he's not. Well, yeah, but you got to think. We're also probably the only NBA podcast that hasn't once had a whole show we dedicated to the whole stupid debate of LeBron versus Jordan because we both we all three agree it's stupid and we just enjoy the pleasure they are. No, we've just split that conversation up over like five different podcasts in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. I think we've been like, you know, there's that whole LeBron versus Jordan thing. Okay. Well, you know they're different, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, kind of just getting into the, the tail ends of the things here. Our, uh, the all-rookie and all-defensive teams have yeah. since been announced since last week. All-rookie was... I'm going to try and do this off memory. Bear with me. It was Mitchell, Simmons, Markinen, Kuzma, and I don't remember. Ben Simmons? I said Simmons. Simmons. Okay. Hold on. Josh Jackson. And... Yeah, how did he get first I don't team? know either. I'm... Was it Jackson? Did I say... Was it Jack? Was Kuzma on there? Yes, yeah, Kuzma, Kuzma was on, on there. Okay. Yeah. The Jackson was the one I forgot. Yeah. Then. Why? How? I didn't even know that happened. I'm... Tatum didn't? No, Tatum did. Hold on. That's not... Yeah, no, J- no Jackson's up. not on there. Hold on. Hold on. There's no way he's on there, right? He's on the he's yeah, on the he's on the uh, the second team. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. it should have been Tatum. So it's Tatum, right? yeah. Yeah, here it is. It's Don Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, Laurie Markkinen. Somehow Markkinen almost didn't make it. Huh. Um, and then team two was Dennis Smith Jr., Lonzo, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Josh Jackson. I think this was a very underrated rookie class. Like, I'm excited for, like, every one of these guys' careers to take off right now. Seriously, Mm -hmm. like, like, I think they are, I mean, this is a, this was, I don't, I think we just kind of, I I didn't expect them to all be this good, but especially Donovan Mitchell, like, no one knew that was coming. And Mm, Kyle, and Kyle Kuzma was another one who, you know, you didn't really expect. And I loved what he did out in LA this year. I loved it. So, and obviously Jason Tatum is incredible. I don't think he's better than Paul Pierce yet, Tim. No, he you're, is. You're, you're, <laughs> I don't, you can't make that comparison right now. What are you doing? Paul Pierce is like a second or third best Celtic ever, and you're saying a rookie's better than him? At this point in their career? Yes. Well, I am telling you that in four years, Jason Tatum will be a top five player in this league. Mm, all right, we'll see. By the way, did you see Colin Calvert's top ten list that Russell Westbrook wasn't on there and Ben Simmons was five? 
Uh, and that Clay Thompson was number 10 and Jokic was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Sometimes I sometimes right. I just like to let that guy just talk and let just let him spin his wheels because I don't think he knows anything about <laughs> professional basketball. Like he just likes to talk. That's it. I don't think he actually watches games or anything. He's like, <laughs> I agree. He's like, who's Jokic? <laughs> who's this right. Jokic guy? <laughs> Jokic. Jokic. Like, that's the center part of the egg, right? Oh fuck! I'm died. I'm done. I'm sorry. Which, yeah, he's, uh, he's a, here's the thing, kids, if you don't pay these people attention, they don't come up on your television screen. Hey, I will have you know, I have not paid attention to Stephen A. Smith for years, and he still shows up. Oh my god. He's, uh, he just makes my brain hurt. (laughs) He, like, had CJ McCollum on his show, and he's flat out like, Portland needs to trade you. Like, right there on TV. (laughs) Uh, you know, I don't disagree completely, but, you know. Right, um, sure. Philly. Right. Exactly. That'd be awesome. And then, let's talk about, I guess, for that real quick before we get out of here, because I know we're not touching a whole lot. Uh, Boogie. We're in unfollow oh, on Instagram yeah. season. Yeah, that was that was some fun mm. news. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Boogie, coming off an Achilles injury, once a, super, once a max deal, I get it. He went healthy is probably the second best center in the league. I maybe first. Okay, right now I'd say I'd say, say, I say he's the first in terms of sheer yeah. talent. Yes. Yeah, Embiid's close, but Embiid's got to play like seventy games for I can That's put right. him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone asked him why he unfollowed the Pelicans, and his answer was because I'm a grown yes. man. And hmm. so apparently the Mavericks are planning on offering him a max deal. I hope he doesn't go mm. out there. Oh God. I hope he bets on himself and holds out for an even bigger deal and then signs a smaller deal and then never plays again because he got a hot dog at halftime. <laughs> I, I don't want to see him out in L.A. I think this is just this is the biggest troll job ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Boogie. I, he's not going anywhere, though. They're gonna, they'll give him the max deal. They have to. Right? What a- what if Phoenix were just, like, pulled up a dump truck full of money? Well, he would, I mean, yeah, that could happen, I guess. Yeah, he's used to not playing in the playoffs. <laughs> and living out west. <laughs> right. Yeah, his his off-season home is Las Vegas, so, you know, when you've got nothing to do but train, what what trouble could you get in out there? You know, right. So, that's that's interesting. As the As the rumor mill starts to swirl over people's interactions on the internet yeah. as it, al- as it always does uh, fucking well yeah do you remember when Kyrie like before the trade request kills like two or three days before like Kyrie Irving unfollowed LeBron on Instagram and they're like who took the time to find that I, I hate this world yeah it, it's like the person that finds old tweets I was like who does that <laughs> and I then I had people. I had old tweets come up <laughs> oh jeez. so uh, going back a few steps, the all-defensive team was headed by Gobert. Who else was on that? Roger Covington. Nice. Yeah. Victor Oladipo. Okay. Hold on, I'm pulling up the NBA Instagrams right now. Yeah. Because I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, listeners. No, I, I don't remember either. Dead air is good air. It's fine. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, Old Depot, Drew Holiday, Robert Covington, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Okay. I, yeah. I like all of those. Those are yeah. good. That's very satisfactory. Yes. Yes. Good Agreed. job, NBA. Yeah. Really like seeing. I, I love seeing Robert Covington get some some credit where credit is due as well. Like I don't think we talk enough about about Rocco. But right. he, he, yeah. he but it's... he was not very good in the last playoff series. So that kind of no, he was yeah, not. That, that, that's no. that's one thing that we can we can talk. About. But the, but you know the regular season was a different story. So yeah. So congratulations to uh, the the all rookie first and second team elections electives electors and uh the all defensive team yeah the uh the award season is starting. go awards go awards and also congrats to the nba for once again taking a step forward because it's put the nfl as another shitty policy <laughs> way to go guys yeah. you're the best oh man yeah Ooh, what a mess everything's a mess yeah. it's all a mess it's... so Final topic. Sure. Because, you know, the title of the episode on our thing right now is called The Clippers Suck. <laughs> I can't guarantee that's going to stick. I know, but freaking Doc Rivers and the Clippers agree to an extension. They've got two picks in the lottery. You guys know what this means, right? You guys know DeAndre Jordan's coming back, right? Yeah. You know he's opting in. They're going to run it back. Actually, no. We know what's going to happen. They're going to have a thing where they're going to bring DeAndre Jordan in. They're going to pull his jersey up into the banister and call him a clipper for life. And then they're going to trade him in the middle Is of the year. Is he going to Detroit? <laughs> for, for a first-round pick? Probably. You know, the, the, the dictionary defines insanity as re-signing Doc Rivers and constantly <laughs> keeping DeAndre Jordan on your roster and expecting a different result than the previous season. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> oh, the Clippers are terrible. So, on a side note, um, my my wife is um, getting rid of some of her old clothes, and we have these these clothes that are going to Goodwill uh, as well. And in that, that Goodwill pile on the top uh, is a... Uh, uh, a jersey that I purchased um, about oh about twelve years oh. ago for a, a funny video we were going to make, which oh which man. would be really dated, but we we did purchase a uh, at one point a five dollar women's Clippers Elton Brand jersey. So <laughs> if, if anyone is interested in a new with tags women's. <laughs> Elton Brand <laughs> Clippers jersey. I will be placing that on eBay shortly. So be on the lookout. Crickets. See, we have a rare opportunity to do a Twitter giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was, for some reason, when you were like, I have a LA Clippers women. I'm like, please say Lamar Odom. <laughs> or I was like, Lamar Odom or Corey Maggette or maybe Karan Butler. I don't remember what player it was. <laughs> I forgot about that. So did I. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, oh my god. I just imagine you going through your closet and be like, a women's Clippers jersey? Like, it's just this thing. Like, what kind of, like, Narnia item of, like, in your wardrobe? Have you ever, 
could you possibly you know, have? You know, and I bought that one on purpose just because it was going to be kind of a funny joke and it was $5. But right. at one point on eBay, <laughs> about, I want to say, 10, 11 years ago, I tried to buy a Blink-182 hoodie. And it was a women's, like, size small, which is like, it barely fit my arm. And I have, I think I still have this women's small with tags Blink-182 hoodie <laughs> that would fit a small midget woman. <laughs> you know, Blake White Juice from California, yeah. the Clippers. I could, it could be a package deal, guys. Look out, eBay. <laughs> Look out. Look out. Just please, in case if, please if follow. you're looking for both of those things, I got you covered. Follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash the number four, the number eight. So four, eight minutes network, NTWRK. Because I want us to eBay. I want us to post and tweet. And as a pinned tweet. That Elton Brand jersey. We will do that. Uh, that's going to happen. Okay. okay. We'll do that next next Perfect. week, okay? All right. All right. We will, ha- we will have we'll, that we'll up. We'll have information so follow about follow us it. on Twitter at 48MinutesNetwork. It's the number four, the number eight minutes network in T-W-R-K. Yes. Yep. Well, this has been 48 Minutes, episode 43. Thank you for joining us. And if you liked what you hear, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much. You help keep these mics on. Uh, If you want to support us, we do this without asking for any money because we're criminally insane. And the best way you can support us is by clicking the subscribe button on your podcast service of choice. But if you're one of those fine, fine Apple people, you can click the subscribe button, those five stars, and leave us a review. It only helps spread the gospel that is this Voltron of nonsense that we've we've done over the last couple of years. But for all of us here, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. This has been 48 Minutes. Fuck the NFL. <laughs>